We just have to embrace it and work with it and understand it. And, you know, it, it, I mean, I, my hat goes off to you for what you've done. That's wonderful to be able to do that research. And I'm so happy for your grandson. He must be so excited. <laughs> it's wonderful yeah, that he's, he, he's been able to make that turn. But if we went back 20 years ago, you know, it would, it would be a whole different thing. They would treat someone so differently 20 years ago. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, today we're bringing on another healer, a naturopath, Dr. Lynn Anderson, and uh, she looks like she's down here in Southern California with that 3-1 area code, Santa Monica, as I recall. We're up the street here in Ventura, California, and so we found another person on the mission to heal the world and teach people how they can take control of their health with raw plants, with whole food plants, with nutrition, food, and diet along with, you know, exercise, water, sleep, mindfulness, all that holistic healing approach. So, Dr. Lynn Anderson, welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful, Justin. Thank you so much for inviting me. And, yes, the 310 is California, but I'm in Sarasota, Florida right now. That's where I live as of the pandemic. There you go. Well, you know, at least you're on one of the coasts getting some sunshine. It's just why not live where there's sunshine is what I'm all about. That's why I'm That's here right. anyways. So, That's well, right. wonderful. Well, tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell us about how you got started. Tell us about, you know, this amazing journey you said that you've been on for over 30 years. And as a naturopath, you obviously blend with our holistic approach to people taking control of their health. Well, you know, I, I grew up, uh, Justin, on a small island off the coast of Maine. And um, it was very rural. It's only about 500 people. We're all related to each other. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have a doctor. It was pretty tough to get to town. So my mother would go to, you know, the local town once a month to buy groceries. Um, and living that way, I grew up in the fishing village. We grew up in a very organic environment. We didn't know anything different. You know, you ate what was local and what was in season. And we did a lot of folk medicine, used a lot of what was on the island in order to treat, you know, minor injuries and things like that. So that was kind of my roots and my background. Um, what really got me onto this trajectory was I was a single mother uh, putting myself through college with two kids. And at the end of that journey, trying to work and being a broke, I had no money. Um, I really kind of had a collapse, a burnout. And that burnout made me reassess my life and think about how to get back to my roots, which was getting back to that organic, pure way of rebuilding my body, my mind, and my soul. And that's kind of what got me on the journey. Well, that's wonderful. And, and what, um, what was the um, – once you got started and going down that road and, and you know, getting your, your certifications and everything like that – what were some of the early stories and, and success that you saw in some uh, of this holistic approach to helping people? I'd love to, and maybe some certain things that you've become a specialist in uh, over the years. Big Pharma has a lot of money and a lot of strength. And so, you know, it was considered, you know, just 
folk medicine, and there wasn't a lot to support it. However, as we went through time and as, as we've advanced, we've all we've discovered more and more how important good nutrition is and plants and, you know, nature um, in healing us. Um, I started out really working with herbs. My goal was to develop um, something for stress. I was under so much stress, and I wanted to use natural herbs to create some kind of a stress tonic. So I spent years doing that. And while I was doing that, I got involved in aromatherapy, which, of course, is also part of the plants. We call that the blood of the plants. And I found that through the herbs and through the aromatherapy that all of a sudden I had this arsenal of natural products that I could use that were in alignment with the energy of my body, my mind, and my soul. And that, that was really how I kind of brought that all together. That's wonderful. Well, that, that just makes me just, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, there's the top two reasons that people – find us and the miracle plan and, and we have stores out here on the west coast and the rockies is they're looking for either pain relief or stress relief and so we mm-hmm. actually created a product for stress called chillax which is just cold pressed hemp just like juicing it and all and just uses hemp seed oil raw, raw mm-hmm. organic hemp seed oil as the carrier oil and we add in um, a little organic um, uh, passion flower so I didn't, mm-hmm. and so that's it. That's all of our product. That's it. I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's a plant with a little organic extract, and uh, people hold the sublingual oil under their tongue for five minutes, and it's like that reset button of helping that homeostasis balance find from that what I call popcorn brain, where we have just so much stuff going on in our minds and our brains and our lives that sometimes it just helps slow things down and just get us, get us back to that neutral. So I'd love to send you some uh, so you can check it out for yourself and be like, okay. Another yes. tool in the tool belt. <laughs> right. That would be wonderful. You know, Justin, people, people forget that we are a part of nature. And, you know, if you really take plants and you look at them and break them down, you know, they have fibers and they have, you know, they have a blood in them. They have hormones. They have, you know, plants. And, you know, that's what we are. We're all a part of nature. And so with, from a naturopathic standpoint, it's using the natural sciences to bring us back to that place, things that are in the environment, plants, food. You know, if we get down to it, the basis of all health is good nutrition, exercise, moving the body, and rest and sleep. Those are the three pillars of health. And there isn't a drug or a pharmaceutical out there that will do any of those things for you. Amen. You're preaching to the choir. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let me bring my mom, Jenna Benton-Gaylordon, head of research and development uh, for the Miracle Plant and 101CBD.org. Mom, welcome to the show. Any comments, questions? I know this is right up your alley as well. Well, what was interesting to me is I also grew up not on an island, but it felt like one. I grew up in a, a farming town, in, on a farm outside of a very small town in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of what? And my parents were the same way. We went to the doctor if there was a broken bone. But other than that, my mother constantly used all sorts of things she'd learned from her mother. And so we used a lot of herbs and then a healthy diet. And we always had to get sunshine and exercise. So anyway, I totally understand that way of life. And then as farmers, we were organic. We didn't call it that because no one had started using chemicals yet. And so 
and you wanted to preserve the land, and it had a microbiome like we do, so you do not to put anything poisonous on it because you wanted to keep passing the land. And it's interesting. It gives you a whole different perspective of what health means and what is naturally part of what you would do normally without a pharmaceutical company. And then personally myself, I've had many health crises in my family. It's like I was kind of forced <laughs> to keep people alive or whatever to go into a totally natural approach also. So I'm always so excited to meet somebody else that realizes that. And obviously you've been doing this and have found many things that work for keeping people healthy without going back to drugs or prescriptions. So well, I, like I said, said, we know, I mean, it, I mean, common sense tells you that if you put a chemical in your body, a chemical is a poison. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't work with traditional medicine. The problem is, is that we don't work together. And like I explain to people a lot of times, you know, maybe you need to take antibiotics in order to deal with, let's say, a UTI or whatever it is. Where medicine falls down is it doesn't say, okay, we put poison in there and we had to kill something, but we've also killed the good stuff. Now you need to go to a nutritionist or a naturopath or someone and learn how to rebuild your body back. And I think that's really the tragedy that we have in this world when it comes to health. I agree. Uh, so how, do you, how do you think we solve that? I mean, like we're on a mission. We go directly to the people that are in pain that are basically they've been they're just tired of the pharmaceutical drugs, they, the, the, whether it's for them or their loved ones. They're not seeing the results. And then they find us, and that's usually that's the, kind of the normal story. The bigger obstacle and goal is to change the healthcare system and to educate. And the first step, obviously, would be to teach and, and have that be a part of the core curriculum of when you're going to be getting your medical license and you're going to be getting your education to understand these basic principles of food and nutrition and diet and exercise and to have these doctors who are trying to treat people with these complicated ailments that have come from lack of good diet and exercise and good water and all the toxins and poisons that are in our food system and, and to actually teach them from the get-go. So they, not to me, I'm answering my own question, but how, what, can, what else can we do right now to start to bridge that gap between, like you said, work together, not work you know, completely as separate units? Well, two things. One, you are right. Uh, you know, a, a medical doctor t has to take one small course in nutrition in all of their medical practice. So that right there is the, big, is the start. But one of the, the problem that we have is we live in a world that is a material world that runs on dollars, profits. And there isn't, you know, if Big Pharma could control, for example, the cannabis business. We'll look at that, for example. Cannabis would be legal everywhere. Everyone would be using it. <laughs> we wouldn't even be, there wouldn't even be a question about that. But the problem is you can't control plants. You can't take them and extract them in a laboratory and control them and put them on an assembly line. Because as you probably know, if you grow basil, here in Florida and you grow basil somewhere else, the soil is different. The climates are different. So those, those herbs are slightly different and we can't make them, you know, conform, you know, one size fits all. And that's how big pharma makes a lot of money. I think that it's, it's really, it's educating people 
because the more people are educated as to the alternatives that they have to to taking, you know, the drugs and things, the more that area will open up and the more people will move in that direction. I love it. I I am sensing some of it. I have a child in the middle 20s, and they are much more aware of the harm of the foods and the plants and the pharmaceutical way of life and overuse of oil and things. But I swear for the longest time, like I grew up protesting and fighting for that, but then it seemed like for the longest time people just bought whatever the commercials were selling. And I think that's still a big problem. But there's some hope with our younger generations, hopefully, that we can save them from the pharmaceutical route only. You're you're absolutely right. It's like I said, you know, when I started 40 years ago, I remember that we had to, especially when we were doing herbs, we couldn't let people know that we were giving people herbs. Um, for there was one, for example, stevia. We couldn't put stevia on any product if we were using it as a sweetener. It was illegal to use stevia in the United States. Now you can buy stevia anywhere, but we had those restrictions, and you know that's all changing now. Um, and it's wonderful to see that people are opening up and they're looking at a much more holistic and natural and healthy way of dealing with their health. Absolutely. That, that is just very true. I've worked in this field forever. Uh, also, I've done every herbal approach and every oil and whatever has come along uh, to become aware of that. But you're right. It's much easier now to get things. The hardest part with herbs to me is finding companies, you know, that honor the plant, as we call it, keep it raw and go keep it organic. And and then finding people that want to listen to how you do this or whatever. People are quite used to now just taking a pill. But we, the people we often see, too, in our office are people who are desperate, so we've done the medical route and it's not working. And I assume you see some of the same customers, that they know something's wrong, that there's got to be a better answer. Right. But part of the, you know, part of the problem, too, is, you know, you have, you have a society that wants instantaneous. And, you know, even the internet, I mean, we want the internet to work really fast. We want everything right here. And <laughs> a pill promises you that, okay? It promises you that. And, you know, as a naturopath, when I would undertake a client, I would always start with, you know, this is going to be 120 days of a process. This isn't going to happen overnight. I don't have a magic wand or a magic pill. And people are, you know, we live in a very impatient society. And and so there's a mindset that has to change, I think. Oh, absolutely. And we've gotten more and more that way. And I always, Justin, I always like to mention, too, the reason our product was created, the raw CBDA, important to notice the A on the end, which meant we kept it in the acidic form like the plant makes instead of overheating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, again, too, Justin's son had developed autism one afternoon and uh, very severe, you know, with IQ too low to measure and no skills and just very unhappy all the time. And after doing all the dietary things, which I, I'm actually at my last certification was an integrative nutritionist, but whatever. So using all the diet changes and teaching or whatever, the neurological components were not healed. And so that's when from several different sources, both from seeing people use it for seizures and Justin had known a doctor in California that was using raw materials too. We actually created the CBDA for him. And actually he, by the time he was in kindergarten, he had no more... Uh, diagnoses and above average IQ, he's top of his class, great in sports, plays piano. And so we 
that's why we call it the miracle plant because I've worked with autism for decades and mm-hmm. people have no hope about it going away. They just like to learn to manage. And so to have yeah. it go away has been amazing. So that's one of our, my other main goals is working with autism and helping. That, that, that That's fabulous because, yeah, you know, nature provides everything that we need. Everything we need is there in nature. We just have to embrace it and work with it and understand it. And, you know, it, it, I mean, I, my hat goes off to you for what you've done. That's wonderful to be able to do that research. And I'm so happy for your grandson. You must be so excited. <laughs> it's wonderful yeah, that he's, he, he's been able to make that turn. But if we went back 20 years ago, uh, you know, it would, it would be a whole different thing. They would treat someone so differently 20 years ago. Right. I was, I've been in the field for quite a while. I'm also a psychologist and had worked with handicapped children extensively. And right, like I, years ago, even with Down syndrome, as late as like the early 80s, in certain areas, they were still allowing children with Down syndrome to die at birth. Yeah. And uh, autism, basically, you ended up in an institution or in your parents' basement because there was no services. So, And then nobody, and I still come across a lot where nobody has any hope. Oh, you have that, but you know, nothing we can do about it. And so, and a lot of diseases like that, too, we work a lot, like with cancer and seizures, which are another type of things. People just do the medical treatment, and if not, there's no other hope. So, no, I'm very, very passionate. I'm so excited to meet someone else who understands how plants work and how the body works and how the plants and the body have evolved together and work quite well together, uh, especially if you don't cook them or turn them into a chemical. Exactly. And I, I love, I mean, I hear your enthusiasm and your passion. And that's really what, what is needed is that passion and that enthusiasm and to be able to go out there. And you've actually made it work. You know, you have right. a really important message to put out there. Um, and, you know, that's, it's just wonderful. And we, we need more people like you in the world. Thank you. No, again, too, and to me, it's just growing up kind of like you had mentioned where you didn't look to doctors for things and you ate right. natural local food and then just for instance like my husband had cancer with three months to live and actually he I used plants to heal him and he lived another 23 years and so um, I just think some of us as healers have been called to have to heal and it becomes very clear what our calling is did you have any similar experiences ever that led you into your field well I, I'm a cancer survivor myself ah, okay. and yeah, and um, so and also my mother. My mother had cancer when I was very young, and she almost died. And my mother, you know, growing up on the island, uh, she, my mother was never one to take a lot of medicine. We just didn't, you know. And so she taught me from a very young age how to eat properly and how to keep moving. And you know, more than that, my mother had a very positive attitude. My mother's attitude was always. As long as you have your health, you have everything. Mm-hmm. And, and she would drill that into my head. And, you know, and that's what I tell all my clients. You know, the most important thing in your life is your health. And that's the one thing we take for granted until we lose it, generally speaking. Absolutely. Yet, I know there's some sayings out there about that too, right? Uh, get, yeah. Use your health and you've pretty much lost everything, but we don't, we aren't aware of it or don't respect it. And especially in the U.S. where... I'm almost suspicious the pharmaceutical companies and all of the different 
Well, there's fewer and fewer now even food companies. I think 70% of our food is provided by two different corporations. And so, again, too, they're not going to be telling us about, you know, watching out what's healthy or eating naturally or whatever. So it's almost like a subversive movement, actually, to eat, like, vegan organic food. Right. Well, you know, it's it, it, the the, the uh, food, they put, uh, for example, the label natural. Now, if you look at the, if you look at the definition of natural, natural means untouched. <laughs> it can't possibly be natural, you know, and organic. I mean, we there's all kinds of ways for the food industry to move around and skirt through putting that on their products. And you know, without it really being deception, and yet it is kind of deception. You know, organic and natural means that you take it directly from nature, in season, and that's what you eat and that's what you do. But, you know, we, again, we've become a world that is global and a world that, you know, we want avocados out here in Florida when they're not in season, you know, so we ship them in from somewhere um, rather than picking them right off from the tree. And it's also, as you know, not good for our bodies, too. Our bodies also were meant to eat in season. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. And and you know, because you and I both grew up in a rural environment, you know, what was in season is what you ate, and then you took it, and my mother would can it, or she would freeze Mm -hmm. it in case we needed it for the winter. But that's what you did. You ate what was in season, and your body, that's how humans evolved. People don't stop to say, well, how, how did we evolve? Well, we evolved living through the seasons and what we need. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a good example would be, you know, nature provides us with, um, you know, pumpkins and potatoes and those kinds of things in the fall, in the winter. Well, in the fall and the winter is when the skin and the hair gets dry. What do you need? You need those, you know, those those, um, ones that are full of vitamin A in order to support skin, and hair. So if we ate in season, we're taking care of exactly what the body needs to adapt to its environment. Oh, exactly. And in the spring, we should be eating greens and fresh fruit. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And we, oh, we I know. I also believe there's times of days you should be eating food combinations that are important. And uh, there's so many things. And again, too, I think somehow we feel we're not part of nature anymore because we're driving cars and wearing clothes or something. <laughs> but then the animals, if, we, if we're out in nature still, are always way healthier than we are. Right, and you're absolutely right. We do feel that we are not, we are detached from nature, and yet we are totally dependent. Without nature, we don't have air to breathe. We don't have, you know, we can't, the vitamin D. We don't have food. We don't have the minerals. Everything that we need, again, nature provides it all, because we're a part of that. And you're right. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, so we, just quickly, so what are the main types of clients you work with? You mentioned like stress and anxiety. I assume you have other specialties. Clients? Um, most of my clients are women. And most of them, um, I've, I've worked for a while. I've worked with a lot of people with eating disorders. Um, And and whether those be, you know, obesity or, you know, anorexia, the whole spectrum, um, that seemed to be primarily my clientele, especially when I was in California. Um, So I kind of stay with women. I work with women who are going through menopause, going through changes in their life, 
that that's primarily primarily my my group. Love okay. it, love it. That's love. interesting. California to Florida. <laughs> yes, it is. Florida is very different living here. It's uh, you know we it's uh, my husband and I now live in a very suburban area, and I could tell you it's very quiet and peaceful, and we really enjoy it very much. And so how are people going to um, get where, – where should they go find you and, and learn more about what you do and, and get help? And and uh, I know you mentioned a website earlier. Is it Dr. Lynn? What was it again, the website? Yeah, it's uh, D-O-C-T-O-R-L-Y-N-N.com. So you spell out Dr. Lynn as one word, .com. And if they go to the website, I have online classes, yoga classes. Um, I also have a two series of books that are on there, DVDs, and um, there's a place where if someone wants to do a consultation, they can um, contact me for a consultation. So all of that is right there. You can find out about my, my children and my grandchildren and all my life. It's right there. It's an open book. Love it, Wonderful. love it, love it. Well, how about any final message or comment for our audience to share? Well, you know, again, um, it, it's just my motto. You know, if you have your health, you have everything. And when that's gone, nothing has any meaning. So the most important thing we can do every day is focus on our health, not just your body, but your mind and your soul, because all three need to be in perfect balance for perfect health. So every day get up and focus, make your body, your mind, and your soul healthy. Love it, love it. Well, that's what we're all about here at the Miracle Plant Podcast. It's, we're on a mission to heal the world, reach a billion people by 2025 about the power of this miracle plant, especially in the raw form, and help people take control of their health. So at the end of every podcast, we say, heal the world. So those that are listening now in the podcast, join in. And for those of us on stage, on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world. So the people that are looking for a miracle, that are looking for hope, that are looking for a better way, will hear this podcast, will feel this vibration, and turn their head to this insights that we've discussed here on this show that can lead them back to taking control of their health. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. Heal the world. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Miracle Plant Podcast. We'll see you next week. Be a blessing and happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.